This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing well. I, I, I took the day off today, which was nice. And uh, yeah, man, just sitting here smoking some uh, some tobacco out of my... Uh, Castleford, uh, made by Colin Frum in 1998. Man, and, that is uh, a beautiful pipe right yeah, there. Yeah, that pretty pipe, yeah. Uh, my, my understanding is uh, Mr. Frum was actually a carver for Dunhill and then uh, retired for a little bit to carve some pipes for Castleford before he uh, ended his career. But, um, but yeah, yeah, beautiful pipe. I love this thing. Yeah, so, so he was, uh, so Mr. Frum was from Dunhill. Uh, from, from right, from, from was from Dunhill. From, he was he was from Dun, Dunhill, okay. right? <laughs> Dude, that's the uh, you know real quick on the pipe. Uh, that's a uh, it's. I noticed that the the um, stem is one of the squared style skims, got yeah. cubed. Is, it, is it, what's the official name for that? Well, it's just a like a squared shank or a paneled shank. I you know I, I I'm not a big fan of of those. Are but, you not? Uh, to be honest with you, but for some reason with this pipe, I think it's because the uh, just the roundness of the bowl in itself. Uh, is just real s- symmetrical and all that. I can kind of uh, kind of handle it. For some reason, I, I've found that I don't like pipes with uh, with hard any hard edges on them right. uh, in, in the design. But I think with this pipe, I don't find myself uh, because the bowl is so tall uh, coming in contact with the square shank uh, very often. Not so, fair enough. Uh, but anyway, dude, you just got enough with me. I'm sitting here talking about the pipe I'm smoking. You just got back from a big trip. I did, T- man. Tell us about what's happening, man. Oh my goodness! So, so we just got back. Uh, myself and uh, Briar, who we've mentioned on the show before, uh, just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada. For uh, the International Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, otherwise known as CES, correct? CES, man. Yeah. We talk about the future of technology. Everything was going down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was it was great. We actually went specifically to present our podcast player, Satchel, which uh, we announced at CES. And I can go ahead and, and say officially now, the, the beta uh, has been uh, officially released. And if you're interested in actually joining that beta, head over to satchelplayer.com or satchelplayer.com slash iPhone. You're talking about for the iPhone now, right? I'm talking about for the iPhone. On Android, it's been out for for a while. That's absolutely correct, yeah. So if you've got an iPhone device and you want to help us be part of that beta, uh, like I said, go to satchelplayer.com slash iPhone. But, uh, dude, we had a blast. Like, CES this year, the big thing was drones. There was drones everywhere. <laughs> uh, I was saying that uh, you, you can't go around so CES. Out of hand. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was, it was insane. Yep. But I was telling people, you can't go around CES. You can't throw a stone at CES without hitting a drone. Uh, the other big thing at CES for me this year was virtual reality. Yeah. Um, really just... It, it, I've never done the Oculus thing. You know no, what I'm talking about with the I, Oculus? I'm not familiar with that. All right, this is, you see these these things, these video game players where like they cover your entire head. Yeah, and, so and I know Google came out with that thing that's like a cardboard box Google on your cardboard, face and all that's that. Right. Yeah, okay. It, that, that's kind of the thing. And you know, I've yeah. always seen that kind of from afar, but this was my first time experiencing it. They had, and I posted this to the Magnolia Pipe Club. I, I, I may have to post it, if Briar will allow me, I'll post it to the Country Square Radio Facebook page. Yeah. They had this contraption. And it was like this this thing where you put your full body in it, and, uh-huh. and like you're and you're lying forward in this thing, and it gives you the ability to fly Superman style. And you you put the headset on the virtual reality headset, and you are in this world where you are actively flying, and you can fly anywhere you want to. And uh, it, I, I like flew over these mountains, and there was this canyon. I flew into this canyon, and I tried to get out of it. And I thought I was going to crash, and 
It was insane. It's do, a, do, do they have like a fan in front of you, like blowing wind? No, or anything? no, but you didn't. But they could. They could have. They wanted. <laughs> I actually even thought about that while I was watching other people do it. But it was pretty insane. I'll, I'll post a picture of that. Man, that's intense. Uh, I think I'd vomit. For me, man, <laughs> the big thing that I was I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> the really the one thing I was really interested in is uh, is virtual reality as it pertains to audio. Because uh, yeah. there was a big kind of push this year for 3D audio and a three-dimensionally uh, audio experience. There was one that I found really particularly interesting where you sat down in a chair, and it was just an office chair that spun, you know, 360, and, uh, and they put the headset on you with the, uh, with the earphones. And yeah. when they turn it on, the experience on, you're sitting in the front pew of a church, and there's a woman right in front of you, and she's playing piano. It's just beautiful music, and you can hear the music in front of you. You can hear it echoing off of, you know, the rafters behind you. Wow. And you turn your head, and you can look anywhere in this church and see everything like the shadows react and everything. You feel very immersed in the space. That's wild. Plus as you're turning your head, the source of the sound stays in the same place. That's wow. Which was incredible. Yeah. And then there was that. And then the same demo, but a different experience was you were in this room and it was this old room. There was a coal fireplace that was lit in front of you. And a man was standing in the room telling you about the fireplace. And then all of a sudden he disappeared and you're still in this room and you hear his voice behind you. You turn your head and you see him up in the library. Library, uh, which was kind of a loft yeah. talking to you about the loft. And again, it's all about the three dimensional sound. So, yeah. you know, him being far away, you can hear that in the experience and you can look anywhere in this room. Yeah, You just got to think all the applications that we don't even know yet that that's going to be applied to. Dude, road. my, yeah. my mind was already taken. <laughs> you know how I go. It's intense, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was cre- It was incredible. But I did think about the fact like, man, with, with this technology in a, in a very real world scenario, people could theoretically this time, even next year, be experiencing the Country Squire radio show like three-dimensionally. You know, we always say it's yeah, like they're sitting here. Absolutely. Using this technology, you could literally be like sitting here in the sense that you, you hear us, we're talking. You're talking. And yeah, it's not just that YouTube flatness. I mean, it's three-dimensional. You can look everywhere. It's, it's, it's incredible. I don't know if we want them to look everywhere. Well, no, man. This is, this is a beautiful show. I may have to sweep up a little bit before we introduce well, that technology. Know. I hear you, man. I, hey, I hear you. Hey, other than that, did your... <laughs> As I look over and see your Christmas decorations yeah, like just off camera. a box of Christmas lights over there. Like, it's just a disheveled mess. Like, I'm, well, I mean, I, you know, people make good money for this right, mess, right? right? No, no, this is good. It's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the it's all the atmosphere. That's, sure. that's exactly right. Well, no, but look, more yeah. importantly than all that, of course, Absolutely. is while we were in Las Vegas... Uh, we had the opportunity to actually meet up with one of our listeners who has been mentioned on the show. He's, he's regular in terms of uh, yeah. sending out questions and, and all, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, live listeners, so hopefully watching, tuning in live, but I'm talking about Hockter the Love Doctor. Ow! Uh, Brad, man, he was awesome. That was really cool, yeah. Met up with him at a shop called The Tobacco Leaf out in Las Vegas. Uh, really beautiful spot. He actually gave us some goodies. Look at this. Man, he gave us this uh, Sleepy Hollow Blend okay. from uh, Strauss. I think I'm pronouncing that Yeah, correct. Strauss Tobacconist. Okay. And uh, and then also Winston's. Yeah. And so both of these are holiday blends. Uh, the Sleepy Hollow in particular, as soon as I smelled it and tried right. it, I was like, I was hooked. Now, and this Winslow's is this a is this an aromatic or is it? A, they're I both. Smelled it yet. They're both very aromatic. Yeah, okay. smell, smell that Winslow's. You can't. I, you say Winslow's, right? It's Winslow's. It's good Queen, good King Winslow's. Good King Winslow's went out on the feast of Stephen. <laughs> Something snow went round about. You're just right you, you're saying it wrong. It's okay. I'm singing it wrong. Do you know Do you know our friend that moved to uh, Portland or uh, 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 Seattle recently? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, we had a uh, a great a great bar in town open up not too long ago called the Apothecary. Yeah, oh yeah. And and our friend uh, his his initials are J W. He he he's one of our best friends, and he was part of our men's Bible study, and just love him. He was my neighbor. Uh, but but J W. Uh, could not say the word apothecary. 
<laughs> and, and and every single time it turned into the apothecary. And then when he would get around <laughs> other people, they would also talk about the apothecary, but it would kind of convert into the apothecary. Right, and then before right, you right. know it, it's like this virus that was like spreading. It was like <laughs> the apothecary virus. It was everyone went to the apothecary. <laughs> it was a thing. Try Give a whiff to this one, because this is the yeah. one that I was blown away by. This is Sleepy Hollow, and this is actually, it's a pumpkin vanilla uh, seasonal around, as you can imagine, Halloween. Wow, you really can smell that. I've never, I've it's never smelled like anything. A, like um, it. Yeah, like I mean, and not in a negative way, but mm. it smells like a pumpkin pie almost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very nice. It's a delicious Good, smoke. Great I, gifts. I really love it. Great gifts, man. Thanks so much, Brad. Absolutely. It's he awesome. also turned us on to a, uh, and I forget the name of it, but a, a cigar shop that's actually in Caesar's Palace. And uh, Brian and I, on our uh, our last night in town, we actually went there with our pipes. We actually asked the bartender if it was all right if we smoked our pipes, given it was a cigar shop. He said that uh, he doesn't know if anybody's ever asked that before. Uh, and so he had to ask his manager. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Which means, guys, you guys out in Las Vegas, y'all need to start representing a lot better. Well, and, and, I, I, and if you're traveling to Las Vegas, represent. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what the pipe scene is like out there. I just, I've never been to Vegas. Man, so we had a I great, Hockter's got a great perspective on that. We had a great little chat about um, where, where the pipe community is, where the pipe community has been and, and possibly where it's going. And uh, just a great guy to hang out with. So Hockter, man, thank you so much for being so hospitable. Uh, we really had a great time and, and also showing us where the best Greek food in Las Vegas is. Wow. Yeah. There, there are Greeks in, uh, in Las Vegas. Man, there's everything in Las Vegas. Well, of course there are Greeks. There's like the Parthenon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's out there, but I know the Eiffel Tower is. All right. So I know you want us to jump right into the show, but we can't without making mention of the fact that last week was Mr. John David Cole's birthday. Someone got older. Oh, man. So this puts you at what, 52? Yeah. In, is that in, right? It definitely in spirit. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm 32 now, but uh, some some I, I've heard many folks say I'm the oldest young person they've ever met. In no, man. Lives. You're, you're I, an old soul. I, I think there might be something to that. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was my birthday. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a good one. Well, so. Good. Well, I was I was upset that I was not here for it. So uh, we'll definitely go out for beers and, and celebrate right uh, this this coming weekend. <laughs> it was good. Sure. Got a lot of great wishes from uh, from some of our folks and. And, um, yeah, I was thoroughly embarrassed by uh, many Facebook comments, but uh, but yeah, it was good. Good. So, thanks, it's man. it's not a proper birthday unless you're embarrassed by the Facebook comments. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we do have a wonderful topic today. Yeah, of course, we, we sure are do. doing a tobacco talk. Ow! Now, if you are not familiar, this is actually a series that we do on this podcast. We've uh, done it uh, periodically. We, we want to try to get to the point where we're doing it once a month, but uh, typically it's about once every other month or so. And we take a look at two different tobaccos, one tin and one that's actually right from the Country Squire. That's right. And uh, so what have you got for us today? Man, I'm really excited about this this matchup we've got. Uh, today, a couple of different uh, tobaccos to, to bring forward. This one from our friends at Mac Baron. This is uh, the HH Pure Virginia. It's hot pressed pipe tobacco, uh, and it's in a, a just a beautiful square tin, kind of you know typically what you'd expect from from the folks at Mac Baron. Uh, I, I thought we'd pair up a couple of Virginia tobaccos tonight just to kind of uh, give a little little perspective. Um, this one, it's a newer thing from Mac Baron. Uh, really nice. And this was actually given to me by our friend uh, Mr. Levine over oh, at yeah. uh, over, Pice Magazine over at uh, Mac Baron and Sutliff. But uh, anyway, the, I'll read the back of the tin. It says a blend composed of both air cured, I'm sorry, air dried and flu cured Virginia tobaccos. HH uh, Pure Virginia is a hundred percent Virginia tobaccos from regions in the highest with the highest reputation for growing the finest Virginia leaf in the world. Like all tobaccos in the HH family. This blend has no top flavor and only minimal casing used in order to put the natural tobacco taste in front. You will experience the natural sweetness from the Virginia tobacco. Um, and by the way, Cal the state of California apparently thinks this is from devil, the devil, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it, 
the, I've really I've really loved this tobacco, and I've kind of had to go back and forth, almost kind of with an internal fighting with this tobacco. You know, when really? when when you're exposed to something that that you like, but you just can't place, and you, you feel like it ought to do this, but it does this thing instead, and so. Uh, I, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on like what category I put this in and um, what I compare it to. When I when I would enjoy this more than others, and um, it, it's just it's really funny. I, I, I this is kind of where I've landed. If if um, some of our brighter uh, flake tobaccos are going to be uh, more like you know uh, l- l- let's just say like a um, you know a Stokeby Luxury Navy Flake or a, a Orlet Golden Sliced or something that's more of a uh, brighter uh, Virginia Flake. Um, this is going to be. It's certainly uh, lots and of beautiful Virginias that are you know they're, they're light ones in nature, but this one doesn't have the kind of sharp sweetness that those have. This one is more of a. The, the best description I've come to, Bo, is that if if those other Virginia Flakes are white wine, and this is also a white wine. Uh, the other ones are going to be kind of like a like a fruity white wine, okay. And this is going to be a buttery, oaky Chardonnay, huh? And, and and I really do think that stands up well when you smoke these blends. It's it's fascinating, you know, when you smoke a Orlick or uh, a Vowen or uh, you know just a host of other other Virginia Flakes. Those are just the two I come to my mind right now because I smoke so many of them. The Stokeby Luxury Navy, um, you know, that I I think of citrus and. Uh, and sharp sweetness to them that uh, not not intensely sweet, but just enough sweet to kind of uh, feel that orange or citrus or hay like yeah. uh, texture. With this, you're getting more of a those instead of the high tones, kind of some of those medium tones, which I think is really interesting. Well, I so, notice like the ten note is is pretty like it's not very yeah. uh, 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 intrusive. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you actually, almost don't get anything from it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very very subtle. I'm gonna let you smell it in this jar here that I've, I've put most of the tobacco oh, nice. in. If you could if you could call a tobacco buttery and oaky, like a Chardonnay. Yeah, this would be it. No, I get that, and and it's delicious. Which it's, is the weird thing. I would have never gotten that. No, no, had no, you no. Not said it. No, no, and and when you smoke it, I'm telling you, I just you know been smoking a bowl here tonight. Uh, you know, and I've worked my way about through half of this tin so far, and it's one of those tobaccos that you go into it expecting one thing, uh, but the 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 outcome for me anyway was uh was just very different, and fo- so finally I kind of feel like I've found a category for this and a place where i can put it to kind of kind of appreciate it and uh man this stuff is really good now let me ask you does it yeah. does it come typically in this kind of uh spearmint gum slices like uh you've got it here in the jar uh, yeah now when it's typical you know when you open the um the tin from MacBaron, you'll notice uh obviously little uh sheets of tobacco that are placed in there but instead of uh, full tobacco you know sheets how they kind of have it in flake uh, they've they've got the each flake is divided into uh, I believe it's four panels. Uh, no, it might actually it's three panels. Huh. Uh, one, two, three, and so uh, yeah, they're kind of already chopped up, ready for you to get in there and uh, tear them apart and um, and smoke them. Uh, one thing you know, MacBaron tobaccos tend to be kind of dry when you open up the tin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is not that way at all. I, I've even on some of the um, flakes that I've smoked from this had to. Uh, let it sit a little bit, or you know, if it failed in lighting at first, just kind of let it sit a little bit, and uh, and then and then light it later. Uh, but so so this one has a, I, I think, a very appropriate uh, level of moisture there. But uh, just a great blend. The tin itself, I mean, it's uh, yellow with kind of a, a black trim. It's yeah. got a uh, the, the coat of arms, the double lions, uh, with an H H on it. Now, what is the H H? 
Are you familiar with that? I don't know, actually. That's that a question be... I don't know. I, I've never asked that question. But that but Mac Barron has a whole HH series of tobaccos. Yeah, um, and I mean, that yeah, HH and is... I and I don't even know... I, I don't know what that means. That's yeah. embarrassing. We gotta, no we'll have to we'll do a little research. Yeah, if there. someone knows, tweet in or something. Absolutely, I, I'd, I'd love to know the answer to that. At but, Squire Radio. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's got uh, got so far, you know, really good reviews. I think around and uh, and I think it's gotten better with some age on it as well. So um, I highly recommend it. How how long did you age that one in particular? Well, this I've had this one only for about four months, but uh, I opened it up, smoked a little bit of it, and then uh, and then put the rest back. Okay, and, and yeah, it's just been really delicious. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you this, and actually, I was just having a conversation with somebody about yeah. this. Uh, when when you do that, when you bust open a tin, if you're going to put it back, do you put sure. it back in the tin or do you specifically transition to the uh, it, jar? It depends on the tin. Uh, you know, I, I'm we, we've had this conversation in whole episodes before on, uh, you know, how to age tobaccos and what's the best method and this and that. Uh, there are certain types of tins that I think are great for uh, continually aging tobaccos in. And uh, I don't want to pick on any one company in particular, uh, you know, but uh, tins I think are great uh, for aging tobacco in or like McClellan, Cornell and Deal. Uh, any of any of the round tins that have the uh, the the metal peel off top on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, those are so good uh, because they they tend to have a pretty good seal. Uh, at least if you're going to keep it just for a few months, if you're going to put it back forever, you, you may want to put it in a mason jar, gotcha. uh, which I which I do with a lot of my tobacco. Um, the metal tins that tend to be shorter and more, uh, a lot of them are round and kind of screw screw on, um, and and also the flat flake tins. I, I tend to tend to not put those uh, let tobaccos age in there because they um, they just they're just not really uh, they don't seal well they Fair just enough. don't seal well Fair yeah enough. so that's my experience all right so that was uh, Mac Barron pure Virginia yes and next up we have got from the country squire a new tobacco a brand new tobacco a brand new tobacco all right and, uh, yeah we were excited to do this this actually has a story behind it is this the controversial one uh, it is it okay is okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, recently uh, and when I say recent I guess uh, in November of 2015 uh, had a long smoke competition here at the shop. Uh, which you actually did pretty well in. I did all right. I did far better yeah. than last year. I did yeah, better yeah. than my time when I was in New Orleans. So it was it was it was a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we 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 had a good time. Um, although it was really rainy that night. Not, it was. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> gosh, that was actually a gross night. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm remembering <laughs> now. You actually had a tent on the front of the store and the back yeah. of the store. In the back of the store, they were selling pops. And actually, popsicles, popsicles yeah. right, right. And then up up front, they actually had. Um, I think the idea was just that people could hang out there, but it was raining down so bad that a wall of water <laughs> was coming down between the the in, inviting uh, tent and the shot. And the shot. Let's be honest; it was a complete disaster. It was. It was yeah. rough yeah. As, as far as far as the rain goes. But, uh, oh, but yeah, we had we, everyone had a good time and uh, lots of lots of good stuff. Our, our friend um, friends at Deep South Pops, oh, uh, yes. who, who actually shop here. Uh, they, uh, if you're not familiar with kind of this popsicle culture that sprung up, we've got a couple places in town now that make these gourmet popsicles, and they spend uh, just a whole lot of time uh, making, uh, taking extracts from things like basil and strawberry and rosemary and uh, all kinds of different fruits and you know even sweet potatoes and weird stuff and jalapenos, and they'll, uh, jalapeno. They'll put them together and make these popsicles. And so uh, one of our buddies over at Deep South Pops. Uh, he had the interesting idea of taking a burley of ours, yeah, and uh, and and actually uh, making a simple syrup out of this burley, <laughs> and then uh, making a popsicle out of the out of the uh, out of the burley extract. Burley would make the most sense, I would imagine, and to do that. So so he was he made them, he made a bunch of them, and and the idea was he was going to debut this popsicle. 
uh, at the Country Squire at the Long Smoke Night. And um, not a totally foreign concept. Be, Several coffee blends. They're yeah, tobacco based. Yeah, at, no, absolutely. That so so we we've got some precedent to go on here. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, so so we went ahead and made this blend. It's uh, it's, it's called the Tobacco Cream Popsicle. Right. Uh, it, it it is delicious. It's hard to walk straight after you eat one. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? It, it was it was really amazing. You know, he he was like, you know, this will be the first uh, tobacco related popsicle uh, known known to man. And uh, man, it's got enough nicotine in it to take down a horse. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was really something. Yeah, it's, I, I I told people like you eat one, and then uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like you. Uh, the roof of your mouth starts to get kind of tingly, and then and then you lose all sensation at all, and uh, and can't. I, I don't know. It's just it was really it, it was delicious, and you know you need a designated driver after and, you and eat not one. currently so, on the menu. Yeah, and not currently on because of that, just completely not on the menu. So that that was a hazard in, in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways. But anyway, uh, we digress. We're talking about the long smoke uh, competition that we had last year. Uh, wow, we got off on the popsicles. Um, it was a tobacco popsicle. It was a tobacco. It popsicle. was intense. It it it, it it's qualified. It was really intense. Um. Anyway, I made a blend for the uh, Long Smoke competition, uh, and the blend was a blend that I thought was going to be super neutral and something that uh, our English blend smokers would like, our aromatic blend smokers would like, our Virginia smokers would like. Just something that was very non-offensive, although had some flavor to it. You tried the uh, the borderline impossible task of trying to create a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Universally yeah. loved Absolutely. and accepted. I, w- I wanted to make a blend that so, you know folks could come in here, and regardless of what type of tobacco they were used to, they could stomach you know this tobacco for an hour uh, or over for the long smoke competition. Right, right. Uh, and so anyway, we came out with the blend, and uh, it did not have a name. Uh, and But the thing is, everyone at the at the competition really enjoyed it. Uh, they really enjoyed this blend. And so they begged me and begged me to keep it on the menu here at the Squire. And so we allowed them to suggest some names. And um, right now, uh, it, w- one of the names suggested was green the Green Dragon, which is a... Uh, reference to Lord of the Rings. It's a reference to Lord of the Rings. It's the probably the the most well known inn uh, in the Shire. Oh, the uh, print, oh yeah, the Prancing Pony's outside. Of the it's Shire, out, it's just inside. outside, inside the Shire. We've That's got right. we've got the Green Dragon. That's right. Uh, and, and I really like the name, and so we we jumped on it, and uh, and 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 it, it's a great blend. I, we'll, we'll talk about the blend in a second, but uh, the jury's still out on the name. That's man. the funny thing because yeah. as I mentioned, you set out on the impossible task of creating a crowd pleaser, and you actually did it. I mean, I, it, I, the tobacco. W- it's a it's a grand it. success. Yeah. However. It's when you put the name on it that it became the most controversial <laughs> blend in the entire shop. Man, you got any of that green dragon, dude? All right, so obviously people might... <laughs> and some Cheetos. People might assume that it's not tobacco when it's called the green dragon. It's just so funny. I, I, I you know, I guess I never really had this, uh, this idea, uh, just, you know, not very much in that culture, more in the tobacco pipe culture. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we named this blend Green Dragon and people were like, wow, you can really do that? Like, <laughs> it's just really right, funny. Right. So, uh, but anyway, we've, uh, so, so a lot so of really disappointed hippies. A lot of, the shop. yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, man, that didn't quite hit me the where, where I was hoping it would. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's my hippie voice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got that. Like that. I think yeah. we all got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really pitiful. Anyway, with Green Dragon uh, it, it, and, and the pending name that, that may or may not change, <laughs> um, we've got a blend that uh, is is very popular now at the Squire, uh, despite its name. And uh, and Green Dragon, is it's good. It is a Virginia blend. It's got just a hint of burley in it. 
Uh, there's no casing on this, just a little, little, little bit of topping. Uh, but this is a, a Virginia blend with just uh, just a little burly. And and it's funny, actually, as I was talking about uh, our friend HH uh, uh, Pure Virginia that we that we just reviewed, I I, I was thinking, man, this could kind of go to describe a lot of the stuff in Green Dragon. This is a blend, huh. uh, so it, it's you know my goal was to make a Virginia blend, something that's really clean, uh, naturally sweet, and it just nails all that. Uh, but this is not those real light Virginias that you can think of. This is uh, it, it's certainly got some of the light, citrusy, naturally sweet uh, Virginia to it. But it's also really mellow. There's a mellowness I think that goes in there that uh, is just really clean, uh, kind of uh, kind of a that that same kind of buttery flavor to it uh, that just is just sweet enough and and smooth enough on your tongue to be just a little addictive. (laughs) And so it's been one of those that, uh, hey, we've just been selling by the pound recently because, uh, you know, the the smokeability of it, the cleanliness of it, it's just such a a warm blend. It's a Virginia blend, but it's not not particularly summery. It's more kind of a warm, uh, boy, I'm really going into adjective mode tonight, but, um, that's what, you know what? That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's, that's a good thing. That's where you have to go sometimes with this to describe them, but it, it, it does, it has more of those, um, if, if a Virginia tobacco were going to have as close to a leather note as it could be, uh, I think, mm. I think both of these tobaccos nail that. And so, um, yeah, just, it, it was fascinating. Even after, uh, I, you know, got these two kind of paired up in my mind, I was like, man, they kind of have a lot of similarities, but, uh, the green dragon's great. Uh, not a flake, obviously it's a, uh, it's a, um, blend of, uh, ribbon cut tobaccos. And so, and when you look at the blend, it's, uh, certainly, uh, you know, you'll see some darker leaves, just a little bit of stove stuff in there. Uh, some lighter leaves, uh, some reds, uh, quite a bit of, um, of yellow, and then just that hint of burley in there that's kind of lurking around. Of course, a bur- lur- burley is, uh, is lurking everywhere, really. Yeah, um, right. It, it really is. It lurks, and, uh, and we're for that. But, uh, like a dragon. Like a, dra- like a dragon. <laughs> like, a, like a green dragon. Except that dragon like, can't lurk anywhere, man, because it's just... You're making fun of the name that you gave it. I know. Okay. I didn't give it that someone someone that that's you what I'm saying. You chose it. You chose it. No, we we chose the name out of a bucket of names. This was the best one. What does that tell you? What about the name that I wanted to call? Fair. Okay. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying there were other there were other names. There were other options. There were other options. But uh, but anyway, you mentioned even, and this is good because, of course, with the podcast, this this is uh, people will be listening in this months and months and months from now, maybe even years. Who knows? Uh, And Green Dragon, what what is the likelihood that Green Dragon will remain Green Dragon? Well, it it, it's right now it's probably fifty fifty. Okay, we've kind of we've had uh, enough pushback on the name to uh, to suggest that you know we we might might think about where that's going but the blend the blend is here to stay all right uh and and we will uh designate if if we do rename it we will designate a successor name uh so that everybody knows right okay all right <laughs> just making sure just making sure but it's been a hit and we hope uh we hope all of you try it and I, I, that's interesting as we sat here tonight and i was kind of uh, mentioning this like i think the commonalities between the the pure virginia and the green, the green dragon uh, are are pretty 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 nice. I like those. Is you've got those uh, clean Virginia tobaccos, but it's more that uh, that medium tone, not dark, not super rich, but uh, kind of in that that middle, uh, kind of an oaky flavor. I don't know. They're they're really nice. I gotta tell you, once you open up that Green Dragon, man, it's calling to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm really <laughs> like it's like oh man, it's the it's filling the the room. So it's a beautiful thing. No, very nice. I'm closing it. Closing it up. <laughs> Well, that's all right. Well, you know what? You never have to close up the Green Dragon if you've got your handy-dandy pipe with you. That's and, right. You know, one of the pipes we like to recommend around here are the, from our good friends 
at Missouri Meerschaum. That's exactly right. Now, we've mentioned before, of course, you know, everybody needs to have a corncob pipe. If you don't, you need to expand your repertoire. Right. Now, it should not be your only pipe, but it's definitely something you want to have in your toolkit. And just because you have it in your toolkit doesn't mean you don't want it to look classy, nice, and amazing, and a great, great quality. And that's what you're going to find at Missouri Meerschaum. Now, we talked last week, uh, first time around, talking about their Cobbett Pipe series, and we talked about the Wizard which, of course, a, a massive church warden pipe. That's right. Bringing it a little bit smaller, but not that much. Yeah. They've got another in the Cobbett series referred to as... As the Elf. The Elf. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious about this because, of course, you know, I've, I've seen all of the Cobbett pipes, but this one, the stem and, and specifically the... Uh, well, yeah, specifically the stem kind of jumps out at me because it is a long... Would you call that a church warden? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the idea with this entire line is that they're, you know, they're... You, you might classify them as mini church wardens. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got that element of there's a link there that's not uh, not normally there in just a normal size pipe. But uh, but this is not a church warden that's going to uh, you know just totally uh, be way out of the ordinary as far as length goes. I, you know, I think these tend to be anywhere from you know seven to ten inches, something like that. But uh, but man, just a beautiful pipe. It's got a really nice long stem, a bend at the very end. The the L version and uh, the the bowl I would almost uh, you know th- there's part of me that wants to call it a Dublin uh, part that uh, you might call a cherrywood, a poker, or even a even a tankard. Uh, and uh, man, just a Ooh, really tankard, really nice pipe. Yeah. yeah, gorgeous pipe. You know, one of the great things too is if you're uh, listening to the show through the Satchel Podcast Player, you can click on show notes and actually see the image of this pipe. Yeah. So, uh, so be sure to do that. Really cool. And hey, take a picture if you've got one. Uh, hashtag Cobbett Pipe on Twitter. Let people know that you are smoking it. And uh, and yeah, would love to see you with your elf. Elf. Ow. Pipe, pipe question, question of the, of the week. week. Pipe question of the week is brought to us by. Orlick Golden Slice. Wow, man. A house favorite here at the Country Squire. Okay, now you say a house favorite and you mean it because this is actually a longtime house favorite it at is. the Country Squire. This was uh, a tobacco that many people in the Magnolia Pike Club local community clamor for whenever it is available. That's so, right. That's Orlick, right. We've talked a little bit about it briefly on other shows, but of course it has kind of an orangey type taste. That's How would right. you define it? Yeah, it's a, again, as we talked about during our review, it's one of those uh, Virginia tobaccos that's super clean. Uh, it's got just enough sugar, uh, natural sugar, just to really uh, make you crave it. And, and it does have that citrus note on the top that uh, is just, just super fine. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So check it out. <laughs> or like Golden Slice. All right. Pipe question this week comes in to us from GMT. Okay. GMT. Now, GMT asks, is there any benefits to smoking a striped pipe versus a bent pipe? Yeah. You know, this is this is a funny question that we've probably covered before, but I think is worth, uh, you know, going after again. Uh, it's one of those that, uh, you know, a new pipe smoker is going to come in and ask every single time. And so, uh, GMT, you may be a new pipe smoker, and I, I totally understand that. Folks come in and, like, you know, they, they look at our, our wall of pipes over here and see so many different options, and they're like, well, wh- which one do I pick? There's bent and straight and rusticated and smooth and, you know, just a little order. Uh, you know, most of most of it is personal preference. I think we've talked about the f- before the uh, the bent pipe uh, being able to clench that pipe in your mouth a little easier than a straight pipe, okay? Mm-hmm. The, and and think about it in your mind if you're kind of newer to the pipe world. The bent pipes do have, you kind of have gravity helping you out there a little bit. So uh, as the pipe exits your mouth, uh, you know, it, imme- it immediately starts falling down. And so uh, you don't have to har- bite harder on it to hold it up like you do a straight pipe. A straight pipe, you have to bite harder uh, just to leverage that leverage that whole bowl back up 
you know, so that it so that it's uh, where you can smoke it. So, uh, so so bent pipes a little easier to clench. Um, I, I personally find that straight pipes tend to smoke drier um, be, because oh, you kind of huh. yeah you don't I don't I don't really have my saliva kind of rolling downhill with the straight pipe and kind of pooling up down there at the bottom. Interesting. And so it always tends to be easier for me to clean a straight pipe. Uh, during the smoke and then after the smoke. If I need to run a pipe cleaner through there really quick just to get out some excess moisture, um, and, and I just don't really find it collecting as much uh, you know, moisture or getting pipe gurgled during the smoke itself. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, again, personal preference. Tobacconists will tell you, and I, and, I, and I love this fact. I don't know where this came from or why it changed. But if you look at pipe smoking over the 20th century, um, and we've discussed this on the show before too, you know, up until about the 1980s, everyone smoked a straight pipe. Huh. I mean, they were just everywhere, man. Like you, you look, you look at any picture with multiple pipe smokers from the 20th century, and the vast majority of those pipes are going to be straight pipes. And, and and you think about all the big names in in pipe smoking. Most of the pipes you would catch them with, whether they be. Um, you know, uh, William Faulkner or Albert Einstein or Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, uh, even Gerald Ford. A lot of these folks smoked straight pipes primarily. You'll find them with pictures with bent pipes, but primarily they were straight pipe smokers. And then somewhere in the 80s and 90s, this started changing. Yeah. And and, and I don't know why the straight pipes kind of went out of Vogue, but but now I mean it. I mean as a as a retailer, like when I order pipes, and I, I know we've mentioned this before too. When I order pipes, I have to order out of every ten pipes, I have to order eight bent pipes. Is that right? Yeah, because I just know the straight ones will sit here, and it's funny because the straight ones are the ones I always go for. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> it's just it's really really strange. So um you know so I, I think a lot of that has to do with just stylistic people's uh you know idea of kind of what they're looking for in a pipe, the idea they have in their mind of what a pipe looks like. Um, and so, but uh, there again, I think most of it's preference. Um, the advantages of bent or straight are, you know, in my opinion, are going to be mostly, uh, you know, the how they feel in your mouth uh, and then also, uh, you know, the, the collection of moisture. Uh, for me, I just think a straight pipe looks better. So I smoke them. There you go. I like it. There you, would you say in terms of the ease of smoke, it has more to do with the length of the stem rather than the shape? Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think the length also plays a big a big part of it. Yeah. Further to go. Yeah. Yeah. Further to go. But then also at some point it just becomes unwieldy. You know, yeah, if yeah, a yeah. pipe is is super long, if a pipe is is straight and really long, uh, like a, most of our Canadian style pipes, you know, I, sometimes I can have trouble with that. But then there again, I've you know my favorite pipe is a Bing's favorite. You know, I smoke my Bing's favorite all the time, and they're you know for the most part straight pipe with a uh with a long a long shank so uh, yeah anyway i hope that helps it's uh you know I, I think you pick out the one that calls to you and 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 buy it go from there <laughs> all right well great question gmt and hey if you've got a pipe question of the week that you'd like to send in send it in at csr at com. quick fire with the squire all right, quick fire question. Bring the heat. Man, Mortensen Debbie working through this list he sent us, man. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, bring it. Still or sparkly? What? I think he's referring to like wine. Right. St- or, still? or a beverage, right? Or a water. That's an Italian thing. Like so still water to, or sparkly water? Yeah, I think so. Like you have to you have to specify, you know, that you want the water still. Oh. Yeah. Uh sparkly. No way, man. Are you kidding me? I cannot stand that. Uh, if you're going to get water and you, you have the option of being sparkly, 
I want sparkly water. What, I mean, what is this, turning down Pellegrino? Come no, on now. no, I'm still all the way. Uh, gasoline, diesel, or petrol? Uh, I'm going to go with gasoline. I think that's <laughs> sure. No, 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 because gasoline burns cleaner. I think, uh, what, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think diesel is more efficient, but oh. gasoline burns cleaner. Okay. Now, what I just said may be completely unscientific and might even contradict itself. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what immediately comes to mind. All right. Well, I'll go with you because I don't know any other way. Uh, modern freehand or classic pipe style. Yeah, this is a no-brainer for me. Classic pipe style. Give me a give me a billiard or a bulldog or a, a pot or a apple any day of the week. I mean, I love my apple. It's probably my favorite pipe overall, but a close second is my rhino. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with classic. Okay, I'll go with classic. Uh, shoegazer or stargazer? <laughs> stargazer, baby. Stargazer. Absolutely. Stargazer. I, I, yeah, I've, I've seen enough shoes uh, by the time I get out here every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, pouch or tin? Yeah, this one's tough. This you is know, a good one. yeah, it's a good good question. Uh, you know, we have folks that go back and forth. I'd have to say I'm a pouch guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have the uh, wonderful privilege of getting to blend most of the stuff that goes in the pouches here at our shop. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I have to have to say pouch guy because I know what goes in it. I know it goes in every <laughs> single one, and I like it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, uh, I am I get the ease and the convenience of a pouch, and yet I go to the tin every single time. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm, I'm There's guy. something with the tin about um, the – the popping it open, yeah. the marketing standpoint of it, you always love the beautiful labels and uh, how they're sealed up so you feel like you can keep them as long as you want them. And, um, yeah, there's something really magical about a Tim. Yep. All right, great, uh, great quickfire questions. And, hey, if you want to send us over some, CSR at Pottestery.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. All right, we've got some great listener feedback this week. The first one is actually from Lucy's dad on iTunes. Yeah. It says, my favorite. I don't know how it took took me so long to find this, but I'm glad I did. I'm an avid listener of podcasts, and this is one This one has become one of my favorites. First of all, the, the production quality is outstanding, and the hosts, John, David, and Bo, are great, have great chemistry together. Outstanding show for anyone from newbies to veteran pipe smokers to learn more about all things pipes and pipe tobacco. There... Uh, then there's Christianity, movies, music, comic books, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, beards, whiskey, scotch, beer, etc. <laughs> In other words, something for everybody. And that's from uh, Scott McSee, uh, aka Lucy's dad, over on iTunes. Man, thank you so much. That's a wonderful. That's a wonderful uh, review. Yeah, we we do have an eclectic, uh, broad spectrum of things that we talk about. I love it, man. It's all it's all pipe culture. That's right. That's right. Our next one comes uh, by email. This is from our friend uh, Dan Mosher. Uh, we love Dan. Hey, Bo and JD. A couple of quick comments. Uh, first, a suggestion for a hero of the bowl from fiction is Charles Halloway from the novel Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. Uh, such a great figure who has some landmark quotes. For example, quote, a stranger is shot in the uh, is shot in the street. You hardly move to help. But if half an hour before you just spent 10 minutes with the fellow you knew a little it, 10 minutes with the fellow and knew a little about him and his family. You might just jump in front of his killer and try to stop it. Really good. Really knowing is good. Not knowing or refusing to know is bad, amoral at least. Mm. You can't act if you don't know, end quote. That's a great a, yeah. a great quote. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, and he goes on to say uh, he has made reference to smoking his pipe many times in the book uh, and most prominently 
when he has a pivotal discussion with his son, Will, uh, beckoning their relationship once fallow into something meaningful and edifying. Uh, I highly encourage you to check out that book if you haven't done so already. Uh, secondly, uh, I'm totally on board with the Star Wars theme blend <laughs> as Bo raises his hand. Uh, I haven't yet had the opportunity to buy any of the Country Squire tobaccos yet. Uh, Dan, we're here waiting on you, buddy. Uh, but, <laughs> but if something came along like that, I will jump at it in a heartbeat. Uh, best wishes uh, to y'all and hope uh, to see you in time. Let's see. Uh, best wishes to y'all and hope your time in New Orleans uh, was a sweet reprieve from the business life. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Absolutely, it was. And, you know, this coming year is going to be really great. We're hopefully going to be uh, doing some more pipe shows later in the year. So uh, we'll be sharing more about that as we get closer. But, uh, yeah, man, I got to tell you, going out on the road, meeting folks like Hockter, uh, it really, it, it's it's a really great experience because I really love the community that surrounds the show. Yeah. And I think, you yeah. know, we're all pipe smokers. We all come to the pipe, I think, to some extent because we do like the tangible aspect of being able to enjoy a pipe. And so, I, I you know, I, there's there's something even better about not just hanging out via podcast, but also hanging out in person. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have more excuses to do that in the future. I, here. Think, I think we will. We're looking forward to that. Uh, some quick uh, Twitter feedback as yeah. well. Uh, Bradley. Uh, who uh, we uh, got these great gifts from and everything. He says uh, he actually had just ordered five tins of Orlick Golden Slice uh, today. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's that, that we, we're not alone in loving our uh, one of our favorite blends here. Um, uh, Pappy Joe says that... Uh, it, oh, Pappy Joe uh-huh. says that uh, At The Real Bo York likes virtual reality. Yeah, Too yeah. bad he doesn't like actual that, reality. That's not true. <laughs> I love actual reality. Just give me a hard time. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> and our friend uh, Portland Paul at the at the underscore subcon, he says uh, diesel emits less hydrocarbons. I don't know what a hydrocarbon is, but it sounds like the fact I know, that there's less of them is a good thing. I know that none of them go in any country squire tobaccos, <laughs> and I know that yeah, it, it, it sounds like less of them is a good thing. Yeah, so, one would imagine. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Portland Paul. We always love when you guys tweet in during the live show. Of course, you can catch the show live every single Monday night. You can find us at CountrySquireRadio.com for the After Hours show, which is at 6.30 Central, 4.30 Pacific, and 7.30 Eastern. Uh, you can also, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or the Satchel Podcast Player, which is, of course, available on your Android smartphone in the Google Play Store. And if you have an iPhone, go to SatchelPlayer.com slash iPhone to find out how you can be part of our beta. Uh, we also encourage you to follow us on Twitter as well. You can follow me at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, and you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And the Twitter account for the show is at Squire Radio. All this information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Man, great show. That was fun, man. Yeah, I always love talking about tobaccos because it's, I mean, you know, it, it is what I get paid to do, but it's it's, <laughs> it's why I do what I do. I, I, love, I love the intricacies of tobacco. No, the so. passion is clear, man. I, you know, the Green Dragon, I mean, I, I guess it is kind of firmly now in the, the Tolkien universe, but it could have been the Force. It, it could have been. It could have been the Force. It's, it's true. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> it's the Green Dragon, though, so be, be sure to look out for that. That's right. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit com.